Dear loyal listeners, with the Timberwolves winding down another lost season and the exciting start of the season for your playoff-bound Minnesota Twins, we've decided to rebrand this podcast as TwinsCast. Going forward, we hope you enjoy our fresh baseball focus. <laughs> oh, I get it. This is like an April Fool's joke, right? What's April Fool's? Welcome to episode 157 of Wolves Cast, the show that sincerely misses the sound of Tom Thibodeau's bellowing roar ringing Ice. through Target Center. Ice. Hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. The other one that I was uh, reminded of was, get the ball, get the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like demanding his players just like do simple things on the, f- on the floor. It's almost like more he's like cheering for the game than he is coaching it at some points. Yeah, absolutely. What a gem, you know? <laughs> pressure, pressure. Stuff like that. Just like yeah, just... I, re- I liked how the broadcast remembered the time that Tibbs got a technical because he was cussing Towns out. Yeah. The ref thought it was directed at him. He was like, no, I was yelling at Towns. He <laughs> yells so loudly he gets a tech for yelling at his own players. Incredible. Incredible. One of a kind. Yeah, we missed it. We missed him. You know, we didn't get the we didn't get the Tibbs in Target Center, uh, you know, experience last year with the pandemic stuff. So Yeah, I mean, I've missed some aspects of him. <laughs> we don't we don't miss him entirely. I'm pretty yeah. excited about the Chris Finch experience, but I do miss the, the making fun of the voice. Always made me laugh, you know? Just like yeah. you knew with the empty arenas, of course it'd be that way, because I remember going to games full arenas, and I'd be sitting <laughs> in the upper deck, and I could hear him clearly, you know? <laughs> that guy has just got a voice that carries. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was interesting how, how Jim Pete was kind of, you know, he was, he was being a total pro about it, because the rumors were that, you know, uh, Tom Thibodeau did not appreciate sort of Jim being so frank on the on the on the broadcast. Right? Oh, Apparently, well, there was some some uh, friction there between those two. I know. I knew there was bad blood when he left town. Jim was no holds barred yes. in the interview, and Jim was part of the interview committee yeah. for like the next people yeah, because yeah. he was so vocal about it. So, yeah, that's that's not a secret. <laughs> we found out though that uh, Tibbs and Jim live in the same building. Yeah, you know, they neighbors. Said that. How neighbors. awkward. Maybe yeah. that maybe that led to the bad blood. Like that's one right. of the two of them is listening. If I, you know, either Jim is like listening to movies real loud at night, or Tibbs is like listening to game tape real loud at yeah. night. Like Jim's trying to get some sleep, and Tibbs is yelling like, "Oh, he's always watching game film." Yeah, I think maybe uh, Jim, like uh, you know, maybe got his car dinged in the in the underground oh, parking ramp. Yeah, you know, by by Tibbs's car potentially hit him Tibbs with the didn't door. Leave a note. He was yeah. just like, "It's the small scaretch. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm not paying for it." Yeah, totally. Something, something like that. But, but Pete was like. Tibbs is a fantastic coach, right? He was just like keeping it, keeping it business, keeping it on the nope. court. Didn't say he was a fantastic person. Didn't say you know. Yeah, that and he, he said was... he was a great defensive coach. And then yes. Twitter, he must have hit him with the obvious yeah. backlash. The Wolves weren't good on defense when he was there. Yeah. And so he went during the Chicago years and the Knicks years, you know, and when Jimmy was here. Uh, you know, but yeah, good times, Tibbs. We miss you. Uh, well, we kind miss of. we miss some ele- we miss some elements. I we, guess we miss the winning. We miss the jokes. Yeah, we miss the humor. Um, but yeah, this uh, welcome back to Wolf's Cast, everybody. Appreciate you uh, downloading our show and listening to it right now. Today on the show, we're going to speak of the last four games where the Wolves went two and two. And then in full court press, we're going to talk about uh, Anthony Edwards, Rookie of the Month, as well as Jaden McDaniels and uh, Rookie of our hearts, Rookie in our yeah in our hearts. Uh, and then the Bally Sports broadcast change. We want to talk about uh, how that looks, the new looks and sounds of that. Uh, we have a sponsor, and we are going to bring back. We dusted off an old segment um, where we uh, kind of uh, survey the race to the bottom 
of the league uh, before it was called uh, uh, what? Uh, no, uh, we skimming, uh, skimming, skimming for Simmons right. is what it used to be called way back in 2016, and uh, now we have renamed it Degrade for Cade, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into that because it's that time of the year, and of course we could Wolfies and a game. That's how we do it, but first. Time for week recap. Wolves two and two this week, twelve and thirty six overall, and uh, started with a back to back at home against Houston. Two pretty, uh, two pretty wacky games here, Scott. Is this the second week in a row we've been five hundred? Yeah, the Chris uh, Finch era. Yeah, I think here, so. Pretty here, much every week. Yeah, it's here, everybody. Yeah. We are a respectable five hundred team since the All Star break. Oh yeah, two and two. That's how we do it. And you know what? One of these, we weren't going to beat Brooklyn on the road. Come on, <laughs> the other three. Yeah, you know, so we're, we're, we're two and one. Games. We're two and one this week. Then, yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw that other one out. Well, are we going to get started with our back-to-back against yes. Houston at home last weekend? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one was the race to the bottom. Houston came in oh. having lost 21 of their past 22, I believe it was. That's right. And uh, really making the biggest case for tanking since, you know, really hard and left. But, I mean, that's they're losing games faster than Timberwolves. And even the internet had a good laugh. They had the joke going around, Houston's lost 20 of their last 21 or whatever, 21 yeah. of their last 22. And they still have a better record than the Timberwolves. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Yeah, and I was like, huh, you go ahead and get your last. We need to have a bottom three picked if we're going to keep yeah. this. yeah. So I was a little worried coming into these games that we would sweep them and then s- surpass them. Because if we swept them, we would be tied, I think, in the standings with them. Yeah. And yeah, totally. so, you know, I was a little worried. Game one, what happens? We come out, we beat the Houston Rockets. Ooh. Which really, they outplayed us for three quarters. Yeah, it was a come from behind it, win. It was a you're sitting on your couch being like, we really are the worst team in the league because we're playing the second worst team in the league and they are beating our butts. John Wall had like 15 assists in the first three quarters. Yeah, he, yeah, he was he I was don't season know. high. I don't. I, I've never been. I've mystified. I've thought about it several times since then. What was John Wall doing in the fourth quarter? Because final seven minutes and thirty seconds of the game, we, they don't score. It's yeah. a twenty-two. Wolves, Wolves finished twenty-two zero. Yeah, twenty-two yeah. to zero run. Yeah, which we later found out was the most consecutive points scored in a Wolves game ever. Yeah, like Jim sure. Ben said that on a later night. It's like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of points to not have them score twenty-two to zero run is crazy, and yeah. it's wild that. They played a certain way until they were halfway through the fourth, and then they shifted strategy to what I would best describe as like a child playing NBA 2K for the first time, some, some where hero it's ball. like my point guard got it. I'm just going to run it up the court and try and do a layup every single time. Like that's what I tried to do when I was learning how to play NBA 2K because yeah. I just didn't ha- I didn't know how to do scores. And so like if you have an all star point guard who's pretty fast, like maybe you just run it up the middle and try to attempt to lay up yeah. over and over and over again <laughs> because that's the only way to describe how John Wall was playing. And like I said, it wasn't like he was hogging the ball earlier in the game. He just decided, you know what we've we need to lose this game. Let me take every shot. And usually it's just like, you know, I don't think the coach is trying to lose those games. He was like crying at his post game rest conferences yeah. because he's brand new. This is one shot at being a coach. He yeah, doesn't want to lose 20 his games. Career. Yeah. Silas, coach Silas. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Tillman Frittata, like buying John Wall, like a necklace every time he loses a game for them. Like, do they have like a special deal where if John Wall can tank them out of games, like Frittata like gives them a raise or something? Like, uh, yeah, I mean everyone accuses the Wolves of stealth tanking, but you just got to watch uh, watch just, this fourth quarter from John Wall, and you might think that that's what they're doing. I mean, it reminded he me was of the so game good where, early on, like you said. And it reminded me of the game where they, we had Mark Madsen go out and shoot a bunch of three pointers because right, right, we were right, trying right. to out tank the Memphis Grizzlies at the end of a season. Like it was maybe the most blatant. I'm trying to lose this game I've ever seen. Yeah, but it's, it was all coming from one player. I couldn't believe it. 
Yeah, it's coming from probably their best player, though. Him and Christian Wood are, are, are those two. Christian Wood had a great game in this one. Uh, you know, he was uh, doing a good job defending Towns and also scoring. But, uh, yeah, the Rockets. I'm, I'm still Ro- mystified. You Rockets, can tell. Uh, I'm, my feelings about this. Missed their last 13 shots, and John Wall decided to be a shooter rather than a passer. And uh, that self-destructed the team, and uh, it was a wrap. Wolves, uh, yeah, again, they scored the last 22 points of the game and uh, win this one. Uh, one by six. Yeah, so, 107, 101. I can tell you, we were wild. down. Yeah, we were down by what sixteen? That means. Yeah, yeah. But we uh, Houston got the got the revenge the next Ooh. night. Yeah, uh, I was, I was, 107, 129 win, blowout win over blowout Minnesota. Blowout win. Once yeah. again, I was like worried. I'm like, okay, now we won the game. Is that going to happen again? And Houston came out and just destroyed us. Like we didn't even bring the effort. And I think Houston won seven of the eight quarters. You know, like right, I didn't right. look this up, but it feels like they won seven of the eight quarters yeah. this weekend handily. And they just tanked that one quarter enough. So that's all it took. Thankfully, you know, we we kept underneath them in the standings. But what a weird weekend! And also just discouraging to be like this Houston team is terrible and they are miles better than us. You know? Yeah, it's just uh, and you know they didn't have um, you know they didn't have uh, what's his face Christian Wood in this game. Um, you know, instead uh, it was the Kevin Porter Jr. game right here. I feel like he gets our uh, he gets our off brand uh, player. Um, you know, he had like 25 points or something. Couldn't be stopped. He was out here balling. This is a guy that was cut. You know, he was a first-round draft pick last year, and then the Cavs cut him this year just for, you know, being a malcontent in the locker room, essentially. Like, personality reasons were the reasons they didn't want anything to do with him anymore. Um, So Houston swept him up, and he had a great game. Here, um, you know, it was it was it was it was over early. I think for the Wolves, you know, they gave up forty one points in the first quarter. They were down, you know, twenty points early on, and you know, Houston's defense was just super good, and uh, the Wolves found themselves down thirty. You know, they kind of made it a little bit closer in the second half. They had a nice twenty nine to five run there to keep it into like normal blowout <laughs> range rather than like ridiculous blowout. But this thing was this thing was never close. It was pretty much just a blowout the entire in the entire game. Yet you still had to watch the entire thing because of what happened the night before. You're like, wait, what I'm, I'm sick did? of watching yeah. this, but I guess I better watch the last seven minutes of this game in case, you know, yeah. there's a crazy run. And nope, it was just a really bad game. Really the toughest game to watch of the past week. Not fun at all. So as uh, as the season has gone, you know, these back-to-backs with the same team, you get the split. That's just, all, this yeah. just what happens every single time. You get the split. I think the Wolves have kind of done that every time as well. So I can't, I think, I can't there was, think of them getting swept. You know, I they, believe there was one with the we Suns, got swept. Split with the Suns most recently. Yeah, um, but yeah you're right. Up, you're right. They've definitely uh, not won. Not won one. I feel like the Trailblazers. No, we won one of the two against the Blazers. Well, yeah. we'll find out. Someone will ask now. Uh, next game, Wolves uh, took a, their their uh, their show on the road. The lone uh, road game of this week uh, in Brooklyn, losing 107 to 112 for the third game in a row. The Wolves score exactly 107. That's weird. kind of weird. What a trend. <laughs> that was on Monday at Barclays. And, uh, you know, this one, um, you know, the Wolves, yeah, it was kind of the James Harden and Kyrie Irving show here, right? Yep. It was, uh, which is which is how it goes when you have James Harden on your team. It becomes his team, right? And I don't know, I think, you know, before uh, KD went down, he was kind of taking more of a, uh, you know, more of a, you know, sidekick kind of role in some ways. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see how these three all fit together eventually. But that's amazing thing about this team is like even if one or two of those guys are out you still have the last one who can just totally yep. keep your your offense uh thankfully uh, uh LaMarcus Aldridge didn't play in this oh game oh my gosh yeah the rich get richer he's got him and you yeah. know sometimes sometimes he can he can stop he can be a cat stopper a yeah. little bit yeah. in the post he's be he nice guards, depth piece yeah. yeah so 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't freak out quite as much as some of my friends have, you know, because uh, I have a friend, who, a certain friend who's a big Lakers fan, who the, the sky was falling. It's so unfair. The NBA should change the rules. They I can't believe they just get Blake and LMA. I'm like, dude, you're going to get Andre Drummond in like a day. Chill out. You're a Lakers fan. But he was just like apoplectic about The rules this. are made for you, okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, you guys, the Lakers always get buyout guys. There also is like, a buyout problem, but it doesn't involve you. You guys always get somebody. Your team is still the favorite you yeah. know i don't think like if i were a lakers fan blake griffin wouldn't make me scared you, you no know way. same yeah. with lma like lma is nice but you're right yeah. exactly they they're only like lma will help you win a quarter in the playoffs or something like that yeah you know? you'll have one yeah. good game or something but yeah i mean you know always fun to go to brooklyn uh my wife is not a fan of the floor this year I, they've had better floors but i still think it's one of the more aesthetically up every you year. know interesting uh visit or to be on the you know road courts to visit yeah. so the that's herring, is it like the herringbone one like the light sort of like they used to do herringbone now yeah. it's a different it's pattern. like a light tan i, yeah. Yeah. I love the herringbone because they have the basquiat court this year too yeah right? they have exactly two courts, yeah so uh yeah carl's town's dad wasn't uh carl town senior oh yeah was in attendance his first game uh since you know carl's mom died so it was a very emotional game for carl he played well it was fun watching Jaden McDaniels lock Harden up a few times. So good. You know, it's a, yeah. Brings back the memories later, of when but... Okogi was doing it to Harden, you know? Yeah. Just like, ooh, yeah, that's look at the rook stepping up. That. Yeah. But uh, James Harden had some crazy numbers that Benz was reading about all time versus the Timberwolves. Like, he's so good. He's a, he's a Timberwolf killer. He just doesn't let, you know, he doesn't lose to bad teams like us. I so. imagine he has similar numbers against a lot of teams. Yeah, sure. You know? he's yeah. Just he's, so... really, he's really, really good, you guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a fun game though. It was competitive, more competitive than I thought it was going to be. So yeah, I, I mean the Wolves were down twelve after one. You know this has kind of been a trend recently as they get down early and kind of got to dig out, and that was the case here too. And um, you know it looks like they kept it close kind of towards the end. Um, you know to finish. You know it wasn't a blowout or anything like that. It was you know one. It was only a five point loss, so that's pretty good against one of the league's better teams. Um, especially again after you go down. I mean, I was it, surprised. Ben's had the number like. The Timberwolves are like five and thirty-six this season when they are down by down more than double. ten points. Yeah. I'm like, I thought we were down by more than ten points in every game we played this season. It doesn't you start it feel like, that way? Yeah, yeah. It, it's by the end of the first quarter we will have a double-digit deficit. Like, yeah. it just seems so natural to me. Like this team is always down by double digits. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, we should mention too. Like, I don't that, even get uh, worried until it's twenty plus <laughs> points at this point. You know, right, that's, like I see sixteen points, I'm like, well, you know, we're still in this. That's all right, yeah. Um, in these last two games here in uh, Brooklyn and Houston, uh, the return of uh, the return of Malik uh, Beasley right. in the house. So he was uh, you know, mostly missing shots, right? Uh, you know, but he's 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 knocking that rust off a little bit. Just yeah, good. those first two games were a little bit rough for him, yeah, but yeah, you know, good. I feel like you know the third game against the Knicks, he started finding his shot. Yeah. So it's always great to have him back. Malik Beasley. He should just shoot it every time he touches it. Do we only have one Beasley drop? No, we have some more. I just uh, we have this one too. We have two. We need we need uh, we need a third. We need a third Beasley drop. Malik from Mankato. There we go. I'm sure you know <laughs> if he keeps doing post game uh, interviews with Ant, we'll get some good Beasley quotes. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, the last game of the week was Wednesday night. Wolves get the win, 102-101 over the New York Knickerbockers. Boy, we tried to give them the win. That final possession, you know, or the final thirty seconds, we turned it over to them so many times. Yeah, you know? that was it was wild. Like, kind please, of wild please ending. get this win. But the Knicks said no. <laughs> yeah, so Knicks one of the best uh, defensive teams in the league, and uh, yeah, this was kind of a low, lower scoring affair, I suppose. And 
uh, you know, tough opening to the game offensively for the Wolves. They just really couldn't get anything going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, another trend for, uh, you know, for uh, Wolves opponents over this week and recently is they're just on fire from three. Every team is just 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 connecting at seeming like above 50% rate, like every, like for every last four games, like everyone's just hitting. Yep. So uh, that continued here as well. You know, uh, I think we had, uh, uh, what's his name, Barrett was like three or four and you know they had other guys uh, hitting shots as well. I mean they got shooters like a Bullock. He can he can knock down some shots. Randall and, is uh, in him. Randall's good there. So they got shooters despite being a mainly a defensive team. Um, but yeah, the Wolves just had a hard time. You know closing out the three point line and and uh, yeah, the Wolves were down by eighteen. Uh, you know uh, in the second quarter, but you know they got, they got it back uh, at halftime and and just uh, you know kept it on and was able to to pull away and uh, you know well not really pull away. It was a close game. Yeah. You know kind of throughout um but also in this one you know it wasn't really Towns's best night uh you know again Tibbs maybe Tibbs knows him just a little bit extra right. knows planning, how to yeah, plan, plan against him but Taj on him yeah Noel. I was listening to Johnny K John Krasinski yeah. on uh, KFan this morning talking about how the players who played here while Tibbs was a coach said they all knew when they played the Bulls that Tibbs wanted it to be a revenge game like Tibbs would try harder and so you know he was trying harder against the Timberwolves, oh, yeah. and you know it specifically he was game planning against Towns. Yep. Maybe not for anything vindictive, but no. if I know the Timberwolves and I want to stop the Timberwolves, I would stop Carl Anthony Towns. You exactly. Know? So he probably has some insight about how to slow Cat down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, Barrett and Randall carried uh, carried New York in this one, and uh, but it was Anthony Edwards who uh, closed out uh, the Knicks in this one. Twelve. Points in the fourth quarter, he scored like seven straight at one point, and then and had that he, kick out to Malik. The, the dime for the dagger, boom, right there. Yes, he was doubled, or he was like sort of, in, you know, he was struggling with the ball at top, and some, for some reason, they left Beasley just wide open, and he canned yep. it. Well, it was a great move by Beasley. He re, yeah. he respaced himself and threw his arms up and yelled. You know, yeah. so he, he <laughs> let was, it know he was helping. Yeah, what you need to do because Ants, you know, got three guys on him, and he's a rookie, and he's driving it into the paint. So yeah, that's what you need to do. And thank, thankfully, Ant saw him. And man, Beasley was money from three. He was struggling with a lot of other stuff on the court, but the three point stroke looked like it was back. So that was welcome to see. Yep. So there we go. Two and two this week for the Wolves. Let's dig into some of the more uh, newsy things that happened this week. Here's the tip. All right. Anthony Edwards is your Western Conference Rookie of the Month. I bet I'd be A1 from day one. That's right. It is uh, his first award of that type. Um, it has, you told me before the pod that they, it wasn't given out every month this season. They right. only gave it out for January and February and yeah, March. Yeah, the season started like like the 22nd right. Right, of, of December. So most teams probably only had like two games in that, in that yeah, period. Yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, we've seen that Ant has really had his game grow over the time that Malik has been away. So, mm-hmm. just, you know, he struggled in January. It was Tyrese Halliburton of the Sacramento Kings who won January, February. But now Ant emergent. He had a quite a month of March. Doing some historical things, he was the he scored. I think four, you you have the stats now. You want to lay down the stats for us? Yeah, yeah. In thirteen games, he scored uh, in thirteen games here in March. He scored uh, twenty four points per game, five point five rebounds per game, two point two assists. 
and 1.6 steals per game. He also uh, got to the line for uh, five free throws per game, which I thought was a nice number. Yeah, seems um, higher than I would think because yeah. I always think like he's not getting there. Yeah, enough. yeah, shooting 73% from there. And then, you know, a low percentage, only 30% shooting from three, but his attempts are up to 8.5. So, you know, we know, I, I we like, know he likes to get them up. I and those like aren't attempts, the best shots, but uh, yeah. I feel like his attempts might be down to 8.5, right? Like, <laughs> I wonder. He's still, I this wonder. past week, I've noticed, like, I'm the like, minutes are up. So I, don't I feel know. like Ant is taking less stupid shots over the past week. Mm. He, instead of taking 10 bad shots, he's only taking like five bad shots a game. <laughs> so I think he's cutting back a little bit. I mean, there are still yeah. so many bad shots a game. You're like, oh, you know, it'd be silly to think that he's good at it yet. But I, I've seen a significant improvement in the number of bad shots he takes per game over the yeah. past couple of weeks. I think maybe that's another thing that's contributed to his, well, you know, 24 points per game, but also his, you know, Better efficiency and his rookie of the month award is that, you know, he is cutting out some of the bad shots from his shot selection. Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. Another reason he won uh, rookie of the month is he had a career career high 42 points uh, in that win over Phoenix Mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. So that's a huge number. That's, uh, I believe, the most uh, ever scored by a Wolves uh, rookie. Yeah, uh, I feel a single like game. The so. Knicks game, the Phoenix game, and there's one more game earlier this season. I felt like it was a ant taking over the fourth quarter and shutting it down. You know, like mm-hmm. him him being like go to over and over yeah. again in the fourth and not being afraid from it. And so I yeah. think he's done that three times now. We have twelve wins on the season, so that's a fourth of our wins, you know. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that, that's happened twice in the month of March. So I think this is uh you know, it's good for him. I think uh, 24 points per game is the third highest uh, points per game for a single month by a teenager in NBA history. Only LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony had more. Carmelo scored 27 points a game for a month when he was a teenager, which is wild. But uh, yeah, so very good company. LeBron, Melo, Ant. Yeah, I like that. So uh, Edwards is the eighth Wolves player to win a Rookie of the Month award. Carl Towns won it uh, in his rookie year all six months. So he was a Western Conference. Wire to wire. Uh, yeah, player of the month every single month. That's incredible. Wiggins won it five of the six months. So those two are the ones to kind of compare him to. We'll see if uh, Edwards can uh, catch one or two more of these. Uh, you know, I suppose they'll do April. I wonder if they'll do May. Maybe they will with this year. It's like half of, half of May has games. Yeah. So maybe they will. So he potentially has two more he could win here. But the big question is, Scott, will he win Rookie of the Year? I think he needs to win Rookie of the Month the next two months. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, once it, again, we'll see if they do it in May. He needs to get it for April. He needs to have a. If he has another month of April, if he can just take this month of March and repeat it in April. Yeah. I would say that that uh, it's weird though because I would say that puts him in the pole position in my book for Rookie of the Year. But the thing is, how much do wins count? That's what I was going to say. Should, too. It That's usually count. more of like an MVP thing, right? right? It Other shouldn't awards. count for Rookie of the Year because they're always on bad teams. We were the worst team of the year when Andrew Wiggins won his Rookie of the Year. We had the worst record. So yeah, most of the time it doesn't pertain. But there's this narrative around Lamelo. Lamelo got Charlotte back into the playoff race. Charlotte's playing pretty well without Lamelo. So I think that you know maybe we just all slept on Charlotte a little bit, and then Gordon Hayward yeah, and you know the coach really and the team. Maybe they, they are a little bit more responsible for those wins than Lamelo. But that's the narrative. Lamelo comes in and Charlotte's winning, so it's Lamelo who did it. You know? Yeah, and I, and I don't think that being on the worst team necessarily precludes you from winning the award. But I think in this year when 
and one of you know when Melo is in the conversation and his team is like a playoff team, yeah. then that's where it gets tough. It's you know so it's it's kind of uh, you know year by year context dependent. Um, you know whether they take in the you know the team record into it. So I I, I think it will hurt Edwards because you'll just be comparing him to Halliburton, comparing him to Ball teams with better records. So that'll be something that's working against him. So I think he really does have to explode offensively and just have like you know continue on you know scoring nearly twenty five points a night, then I think it could be because it really does usually come down to who's the rookie with the highest points per game, right? Yep. So if he just smashes it in that in that category, then maybe he can still, even if the Wolves have you know one of the three best wor- yeah. worst records in the league. And at that point, you can use recency bias to your favor yeah. because then the voters will be like, well, I saw Ant scoring 25 points a game for the past three months. I haven't seen LaMelo. You know, exactly. So, also, I wonder, this is the question thing, like, what if what 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 can Charlotte do to help us? Like Charlotte right now is fourth in the East, twenty four and twenty two. If they stay fourth in the they're fourth, the, yeah, they're the a home court advantage team right now. Yeah, I mean you could have a losing record and be seventh place. It's least. like a big morass, right? After the top three, it's like four through ten yeah, are like yeah. locked, yeah, or not locked. Four, five, and six all have twenty four wins. Okay, the so they're kind of tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's going to change a lot. Still impressive. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, and so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like if they stay fourth in the league, would you be like, oh? Well, clearly they're winning without Lamelo. Lamelo didn't have a big impact. Yeah. Or would it be better if they just lost all their games? Because then you right. wouldn't have that narrative of, of yeah. like they're a playoff team and Lamelo helped them. On one hand, you'd be like, "Look, they fell out of the playoffs without Lamelo." But the yeah. other hand, you could be like, "Well, they're not a playoff team, so we can't give the you know yeah. award." Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to watch. There's still a lot of time left. Still like 24 games left to go. So if Ant yeah. keeps cooking at the rate he's been cooking lately, I, I yeah. think it's his to lose. Totally. Um, yes. So we'll see. We'll see about all those things and uh, how, how they will how they will do. Uh, yeah. For, for Edwards here. Man, listen, it feels great to hear you say uh, Timberwolves winning again, man. So, you know, we're going to try to keep it going. Keep those wins. Keep those wins. That's right. Maybe that'll be able to do it. He's he's rookie of the year on the mic. <laughs> he's hitting up. All right, next up, we're talking about Jaden. We're talking about young Jaden McDaniels. And a pretty stroke from Jaden McDaniels. We have to get more Jaden drops, um, but uh, that's the only one we have. Uh, but yeah, Jaden McDaniels, we got to talk about him. We've never really kind of focused in on him for a little mini segment here at all this year. And, uh, you know, I think it's finally time, you know, since the All-Star break, uh, which has been 11 games, he's really just been showing out uh, 46% from three on three and a half attempts per game. That's an incredible number. Uh, 10 points per game. Um, you know, that, that that's pretty good, too, given, uh, you know, given his pecking order, <laughs> I guess, in all of this. You know, he still finds a way to, you know, add in a little bit there. And uh, maybe most importantly and most notably, uh, not just in these 11 games, but for the entire season, uh, he has the best defensive rating on the team of any player uh, who averages at least 20 minutes per game so uh man Jaden mcdaniels he's he's out here he's i think it's finally known he's starting to you know we talked last week about jonathan sharks and how i respected him because you know months ago he was kind of shouting out Jaden mcdaniels but i think it's his uh you know his his uh his profile has risen in the last month two months something like that we got zach Lowe writing about him we got other people you know and finding out about uh the, the special abilities of uh, a super young Jaden McDaniels. So I don't know, Scott, what, when you think about him, when you think about the season that he's had, where does it start for you? What are you most impressed about uh, this super young kid and what he's been able to do this year? 
I mean, most impressed is easily the defense. He's yeah. the best defender on our team. <laughs> is, ni- is he 19? Yeah. He's 19. Yeah. Built, like, uh, built like a stick. String bean. You yeah. Know? yeah, like KD, like early KD. I will KD. say, though, I think he has filled out a little bit from the beginning of the season, which yeah. is actually very impressive because it's almost impossible for NBA players to keep weight on during the season. <laughs> Every other day is a game. Yeah, yeah, it's just so much running around and stuff. Yeah. Like Most players lose 5 to 10 pounds throughout the season because of yeah. it. But, um, yeah, I mean, just the, that... You know, when when it started, I was like, maybe this is a mirage. You know, maybe people just don't know what they're going up against. And I guess that could still be the point. I guess he's still kind of a surprise to people who aren't paying attention. But it's just so legit now. I've watched him lock up some guys, some really good players in this league. You know, I saw he's taken some guys out of games like I think he took whenever he was on Randall. But there were some other examples yeah. earlier in this in the Luka, month. Luca Harden. Luca was a great example. Yeah, yeah, Harden. It's just like when you put him on somebody, that person is, you know, if it's Harden, he's not going to shut down completely. But he's going to struggle, you know. And I just think that that is so impressive is that. He's been consistent with that. I just always thought we were going to get a flash in the pan and it would go away. Yeah. And I'm still kind of just like hoping that we're not on borrowed time here because it's <laughs> it's amazing the way he has – because he's so skinny. You know, you're just like, how is that guy going to stop anyone? But it's all about his arm control, about not fouling, about staying down, and about positioning those arms so he gets those long reach-in blocks that you, you never see coming. Yeah, he's – yeah, the arms are incredible. The blocks just come out of nowhere, like you said, and – yeah, the defense is is and and the, and the other thing you brought up, which is I think why again you we were kind of cautious to kind of go here earlier in the season it was just like ah oh, the sample size, you know maybe people you know he's not on the radar yet, you know other teams aren't really worried about him, you know who who he's defending and stuff because like that. The theory is if he's actually this good, how did we get him at twenty eight? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I guess that's what Nuggets fans say about Jokic. How do we get him in the second round or yeah. whatever? Maybe yeah. it's just like you trust the power of scout. It's crazy how you know it feels like sometimes this. Gerson Rosa's front office is better at the marginal picks than the big ones, you know? You could... Uh, I think everyone agrees now that the Culver one feels like a wasted pick, but yet yeah. you still got Jalen Noel and Nas Reed in that draft after the second round, you know, and same thing with this draft, you know, like actually, no, not the same thing. Ant's been great, you know, so yeah. I, I wouldn't say we failed on the Ant pick, but it just feels like, you know, Ant is being mostly who we thought he would be when we drafted him, where warts and all, whereas Jaden McDaniel, so this was a guy who was coming off the bench in college. I mean, he was yeah. one of the highest touted prospects out of high school, high school yeah. and then just got lost in college. And yeah. so it's just like, this guy could couldn't make the starting lineup for the Washington Huskies, and now he's making the starting lineup for the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know? Yeah, and the, and the defense has just been, yeah, he's been trial by fire, you know, just throwing him out there, like you said, putting him on uh, Luca, putting him on, uh, you know, Brandon Ingram, you know, Harden, all this stuff, and he's kind of been able to hold his own. He's just... <laughs> He stays connected through screens, really pretty good at getting through screens. And even if he's a little bit late, he still has those arms to kind of make up for, um, you know, maybe getting burned a little bit. But he's just so solid. He doesn't really foul too much. And it's it's been fantastic. And, you know, I don't know. We think back to, you know, there's been a few rookies, I guess, who have, you know, Kogi most recently, who's like, oh, yeah, this guy is one of the best defenders, one of the best wing defenders in the league. This is exciting. But it's really it's really been a long time, I think, since we've had a Wolves rookie like this who's really been uh, so stunning early on um, defensively. So that's just great to see. And then the three-point shot, it just continues to go down. That's the other part of this is like, that's the rub, is right. Even with uh, the defense, the good defense from Culver last year and Okogi before that, those guys couldn't make a shot at the time. So we we had one side, but we didn't have the other. Mm-hmm. And so it's really been amazing too 
for for Jaden to kind of you know at least be able to hit the three. Now now the last week you know we've been over the last few games you've seen him add more you know attacking closeouts um, you know just just you know kind of adding a little bit more flair off the bounce. You know he's had some assists. He's had you know some good passes and stuff. So. Uh, that's exciting too. It'd be just fine if he was only defense and he was just this kind of like raw defensive pros- prospect guy. But instead, he's like been able to hit all these shots too. So it's just yeah. That's, I guess that's, that is kind of the question. Gravy on top. The biggest stain against him is that well, Josh Okogie was great, and now Josh Okogie is where is he struggling now? Yeah. to get into the rotation of the worst team in the NBA? Yeah. Which, as Jake Lehman said, when you get out of the when you follow the rotation of the worst team in the NBA, you're out of the NBA. Yes. And yes. Uh, you know, so I do think that is a legitimate worry, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. It just seems like Okogi has really got it in his head about it in some ways. Whereas, yeah. like you said, Jaden has got the stroke from the three-point stroke that I think will always fall. Even if there's a lot of questions about what him once he steps inside the arc. He has so much trouble finishing around the rim. Sure, he'll throw down a dunk when Cat hits him with a great pass. And I think that he's been pretty good with Cat. You know, Cat posts up with the ball. Jaden tries to get open. He tries to cut. And, you know, so that's yeah. why he's getting some open looks at the rim. But it's scary. And also his free throw shooting looks really bad. He's only taken 28 on the season. You were joking before the show just how little free throws <laughs> yeah, he shot. Yeah. He's 14 of 28, so he's exactly 50% from the free throw line. It's so weird when you see a guy who looks so good from three go to the free throw line and just really struggle. So it's too small of a sample size to have, you know, to be reading those tea leaves. But it makes me worried about if he'll ever get to a point where, you know, is he just going to be like Kid Gilchrist, but he can shoot a little better? You know, oh, like, man. what's up? You what the name to go from? Yeah. I mean, he's already way better than that, right? He's already because Gil, Kid Gilchrist has never had it together. Whereas, like, at least Jaden's shot is like, yeah, Jaden's shot know? is so. there at least. So, yeah. Three and D, I guess that's the three and D wing you're looking for. Someone yeah. who can hit his threes and play defense, and who knows if he can do much more than that on the offensive end. But it's incredibly encouraging. And remember, he's 19. You know, so yep, it's gonna, there's going to be ups and downs. And you know, one of the so. big knocks on him was apparently he had like he led the league in technical. I fouls. think that's maybe why he fell. It was like character issues. Yeah, everyone thought he was going to be like a bad dude, and I just haven't gotten that sense of it. There's sometimes yeah. you see a little fire in his eyes on the court, but I've never seen him yell at somebody or cuss somebody out or yell at the refs yet yeah. so yeah and like in the interviews he's very like soft-spoken and right. chill and stuff so it's like yeah where's this coming from i think um a few weeks ago uh, uh dane moore had a little anecdote that he just you know he kind of like talks junk and stuff like in the game though like oh, okay. he's like he gets fired up in the game like for his like one-on-one opponent and stuff yeah. but then after that he's just like out so it's just his well, personality you need, you need there to be a little mean yeah. in there. You can't be a the, what great defender without some I mean, that, mean that's the knock on Culver is he's like too nice. I yeah. think like that's kind of his thing is he's just like kind of a good Christian boy a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Culver's been playing really good defense lately. It's just once yeah. again that guy mm. is lost on the offensive yeah. end. Yeah, snake bit it's, at the rim. It's, yes, it's, it's yeah. 100% a mental yeah. thing. Yeah, hopefully he can grow into that a little bit. Um, but before we leave this topic, Scott, you had the question of uh, could uh, could uh, McDaniel's make an all rookie team this year? Is there just two rookie teams? There are two rookie, two rookie teams. teams so. so ten players. So I pulled up the. I don't know which which uh, you know stat we want to go from here in Basketball Reference, but I don't, you know I think points maybe total points would be something here. I'm just not sure how to rank like who are the best ten. I mean, minutes this played year. isn't a bad one. I minutes see that's played, Jaden's minutes played, Jaden's tenth. Yeah, right now. So I mean, that's pretty good. These are the guy. You know, these are showing you the guys who are in the rotations of their teams. You know, this is this yeah. is where you drop out guys like Obi Toppin and stuff like that who are kind of playing backup roles right now. So I mean. I, I think like minutes played should be part of it. Like, are you actually contributing? Um, I think if here. he continues to start, it'll help too. I'm on Steve Ashburner's rookie ladder. Oh, nice. Kia rookie ladder. Kia's Kia. 
yeah, pay, us, pay us money, please. Yeah, shout out to Kia. I need a new car. <laughs> uh, but he has so his is a his top ten rookie power rankings. He updates every week. This week, number one is Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. I would say besides Anthony Edwards, another guy who could potentially steal Rookie of the Year. Yep, if he finishes well. Anthony Edwards is number two. Emmanuel quickly. Uh, I think he's pretty safe for an All Rookie team. We have Jay Sean Tate from the Houston Rockets who was toasting us last weekend. So maybe oh, yeah. you remember him. Uh, Sadiq Bay for the Detroit Pistons. And then for his second team, he has LaMelo Ball at six, James Wiseman seven, Desmond Bain at eight, Patrick Williams nine, Isaiah Stewart from the Detroit Pistons at 10. So his 10 does not include Jaden. But like I said, Jaden still has the opportunity to maybe start games. I mean, yeah, I guess to play a lot. what happens when if Russell comes back next week? Maybe Jaden. I mean, maybe you'd start at the four then. You know, yeah, yeah. you go uh, Russell, Beasley, Ant, Jaden, yep, Towns. That's the lineup. Yeah, I can see that. So maybe that's the case, but it'll be tough. It'll be he's borderline right now, right? Um, and I don't know if they do positions there, or what, how the positions work with that. Oh, but he's kind point. of a, you know, he's he's kind of a, a wing. So we'll see which way he goes there, you know. But as far as like other, I don't know, maybe you put a Coro above him and Patrick Williams. But yeah, uh, Ashburner made a note by Patrick Williams that Williams and Okoro are the only rookies to start every game this season. Okay, so there you go. All right. Well, so it's in the wheelhouse, though. I'd say it's possible. not out of reach, especially when you've got go-go gadget arms like Jaden McDaniels. Nothing is ever out of reach. <laughs> He's on fire! All right, one more thing. We want to talk about the Bally Sports broadcast change. We are now here in April, and uh, the uh, Fox Sports North is no more. Rest in peace. Although the Fox app is still called Fox Sports Go, <laughs> and it still has the same glitches as Fox Sports Go. So, but, man, if Bally Sports yeah, comes in here, what and if? they fix that glitch where when the game is still on and you hit watch from beginning, it just goes back like Live, five minutes yeah. instead of yeah. the beginning of the game. If they could fix that, I would be the biggest Bally Sports fan. Let me tell you, I'd be out here yeah. promoting them from real, but nope. Tried to do that on last night's game. Set me back like five minutes. I was like, great, I'm going to wait till 11 p.m. now to start this game. But yeah. whatever. Yeah, so uh, so I don't know. Like uh, Jim and Dave have kind of been saying on the on the broadcast, you know, no real personnel changes. You know, there's, it's really the same team. It's really the same people. And all the everything is kind of the same except for, you know, the, uh, the rapper on the outside of it all, I guess, right? Yeah. The sort of visual things you might see. And then obviously the just branding change of, you know, going from Fox Sports to, to Bally Sports, and uh, but we got our first taste um, in the New York Knicks game, and then you got your first taste as you watched the Twins. That's right. Um, and they're in their um, very similar their opener, say, yes. obviously. The only difference I noticed, and this was kind of a joke on the broadcast, was when uh, Jim Pete referred to the little bug in the top right corner that has the station logo and the Timberwolves logo. He called it the Fox Box. It's now the Bally Bar. Okay. Obviously, that's some yes. producers inside the truck kind of lingo yeah, for people. I like, always thought it was called the Bug, too. I thought everyone just called it the Score Bug. Well, I think it's a cute nickname they gave it, yeah. the Fox Box, you yeah, know, because no, it's a it's funny better. name. And yeah. the Bally Bar is also a funny name for it. Yeah. I noticed, though, Literally. for the Timberwolves, it's very clear up there. It's like a box, bright red, Bally logo, white, you know, B, right next to it, Timberwolves logo. And the Twins game, it's just the Bally B faded into the background. It doesn't stick out as its hmm. own box. It's like kind of transparent almost you know hmm. so there's the opacity is down yeah hold <laughs> that slider yeah, down and it, looked, it looked a lot less obtrusive so i hope the wolves will adopt that as well yeah i, I like the i like the new on-screen graphics um you know I, I think it's kind of more out of the way you know it's like really low down it's the it's the very bottom border um whereas the fox sports um score uh time bug down at the bottom um was was centered and then it had like you know, it had a little chunk of like uh, screen.
green real estate underneath that. Yeah. that you could like see the court right there. So I do like how this works. You know, uh, you know, we were talking before uh, off mic about you know sort of it kind of you might run into some trouble depending on you know everyone's got their TV settings differently right. as far as the you know the zoom and stuff like that goes. So uh, you know that's the danger of putting your bug right down at the bottom is that you know stuff might be cut off depending on everyone's screen stuff. So uh, everyone who's listening to this, uh, you know, go check and you, know, you, you might have to it readjust felt a little bit off. Just a little bit yeah, off. It was, and I was first day, so. it was their first time, so yeah. I, I put it on them. But it just seemed like everything was zoomed in a little too far, or mm. just a little bit more than usual. Maybe yeah. not too far. It just felt like I was closer to everything. That could be a design choice. But since they probably didn't fire or replace the guy who was doing the truck, you know, maybe it's not any of that. You'd expect yeah. it to be kind of the same. Yeah. So who knows? It's one of those things where I don't love the new score uh, ticker. I think that it takes up too much of the screen. I don't like the gray, but I also realize it's been two days and I could just be bristling against change, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I've get in a couple more weeks. I just feel like it takes up a lot of the screen, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, one other thing I like is the the new like font for the numbers for like the score. I think is very readable yeah, um, as well. True. So I really like that. It's a little bit a little thicker, a little bolder, um, that kind of way. So I really like that. The one thing I don't like, and and we'll see if this sticks around, is there are more sound effects for like when things happen, like when a score goes away, or like when a, not when a score goes away, but when like a maybe they throw up a new graphic element that has like a little bit of um, data or like um, you know statistics on it or something. They have like these little like robotic sounds these are like yeah and like little like just tiny little sound effects well those are turned on on default with your package when you buy it and then you got to turn it off over time that's it feels like very much like this is just like yeah it's like your phone out of the box like when every like thing yeah. every like they'll, little message get it used to i mean they were having a lot of little technical errors this 24 yeah. second shot clock kept disappearing okay during yeah the game. So yeah they'll get some stuff smoothed it's just out not necessary but just i do think sound like, effect to hear that you're you're showing me a new thing or whatever like, my joke that. is that like five years ago maybe longer i was looking at these packages of like you know you see the demo reels of these things they're like oh this is video editing software this is what you could do and yeah, yeah. It, all the tech demos are just like th- exactly what it looks like when you're like you know the logos are popping out there's gears spinning and you're like there's <laughs> yeah. red and gray and <laughs> the then gears. it opens up and then this now it's a robot or a yeah. machine that has turned into a logo yes like those are all just like very much stock like CGI. default stock cgi yeah. animations all like very like 10 years ago like feels very dated uh, like flags so. Falling and right, stuff. exactly. Very, very dated. I think you know the stuff. You've been watching it for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, change is good. I, li- I like having something different, and yeah. I'm, I'm willing to give them time to figure it out because they're new, and I'm not a huge fan of it yet. But we'll give it time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, before we get to um, degrade for Cade, our new segment, we need to pay the bills and uh, talk about a sponsor here. So that is where we will start. Uh, all season long, the Minnesota Timberwolves have been celebrating Statement Saturday each weekend by wearing their Statement green uniforms. The success of this promotion has inspired the marketing department to fill out the rest of the week with more day-based fun. Up first, we have Mashup Monday. Why wear only one type of jersey when there are so many to choose from? On Mondays, every player can select their own Wolves jersey from the last five years. And to add to the fun, uniform tops do not need to match the bottoms. Get ready for fun color combinations and dozens of turnovers. Tuesday nights will be injected with all the fun of a college house party with the introduction of Toga Tuesday. Watch as your favorite team wears nothing but a white bedsheet as they try to bring home the win. And yes, sandals will replace sneakers. 
Basketball players sweat quite a bit over the course of an NBA game, but have you ever wanted to see the Timberwolves completely drenched for the entire 48 minutes? Well, Wet Wednesday is the night for you. Each player will be hosed down behind the bench before they check into the game. It's bound to be damp, dangerous, and downright dandy. You've heard of Thirsty Thursday at the bar, but what about on the basketball court? This promotion has nothing to do with uniforms and everything to do with actual thirsty players. Sit back and sip your beer while the Wolves go an entire game without a single gulp of water or Gatorade. We'll find out if the Timberwolves are more thirsty for a win or a cool beverage. With the NBA's apparel contract going to Nike a few years back, the league has introduced new jerseys for each team every season. This has led fans to speculate on what sweet duds could be coming soon for their favorite team. You'll get a look into the process with Future Friday, when the Wolves wear prototypes of possible new uniforms. This allows the team to test drive new looks as well as gauge fan reaction. Sometimes the best uniform is no uniform at all. The Timberwolves will cap off each week with Skins Sunday, paying homage to the traditional blacktop pickup game. Player names and numbers will be added to every pair of shorts as these topless athletes flex their pecs and basketball acumen. Skin Sunday promises to be a slip-sliding success. Statement Saturday was just the start. The Timberwolves are proud to expand their themed uniform nights this spring and take the on-court entertainment value to the next level. Thank you to the Timberwolves Promotions for their support of Wolvescast. Up next... Time to degrade for Cade. Degrade for Cade. Just hold the grenade. Degrade for Cade. Just hold the grenade. Yeah, we redid the song. We had to do it. We're bringing back a classic segment. Yes, this is where we look at the the bottom. The race to the bottom is here. It's that uh, it's that time of year. It's the post All Star. We're getting we're into April now, Scott. Typically, the NBA season would be over in like two weeks. It's kind of no. weird to think about that, right? We Maybe, talked about this. Usually, baseball season means like yes. you start tuning out. But instead, there's uh, 24 games remaining here. And uh, we need to uh, look into uh, who the competition is for the annual race to the bottom uh, involving the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, it was announced uh, or rumored uh, by Shams uh, here a few days ago that uh, the NBA draft lottery will be held on uh, June 22nd. That will be one of the biggest days in Timberwolves history. <laughs> a huge, a huge fork in the road for Timber- <laughs> Timberwolves everywhere. I will say this. I do think people are going a little overboard. Like it's good. Yeah. There, there are people uh, who are acting like if we don't make this happen, the team is moving out of state. Like, no, but it's just a huge. It's just it, like it's a, a huge big deal. Point. It's a big deal. It's but either, people are acting like the franchise's existence hinges on this. Yeah, that's overboard. Yeah, you're, you're hurting right. yourselves, guys. Because right. let me tell you what's going to happen. I've already said it on the pod. We're not keeping the pick. Okay. Don't. It's just not happening. Set yourself up for it, you know, because that's, yes. we're, it's literally not going to happen. And well, and, and that's what the odds say. That's the yeah. thing. It's and like, so, yeah. like, you already know we're not keeping it. So, like, let's not get our hopes up because you're just, you know, you don't survive as the Timberwolves fans for believing in false hope and then falling over and over and yeah. over again. you got to yeah. be realistic about some of yeah. these things. And you know what? If we end up keeping it, then all of a sudden it's going to be like, what a surprise gift. There you go. What you, you were sure of it. You wrote it off in your mind. Now you are delighted. But if you entertain hope, that we're going to keep this, 
it's it's really going to bum you out more than it should because we traded this pick away. It's not our pick, you know. That's and right. so, anyways, for our new fans, anyone who's just joining us or anyone who doesn't know the complete stakes of what we're saying in a, in the nutshell version. We traded away our pick to get rid of Andrew Wiggins and get D'Angelo Russell. It's top three protected. So if the pick falls in the top three, we get to keep it this year when the draft is really good. And then it's not protected next year. We would have to give it up. But who knows how good that draft is. We do know this draft is supposed to be great, especially yeah. at the top. Yeah. So we were hoping we can keep it. But even if we finish with a – we have to finish with the bottom three record because the lottery odds of who gets the top three picks are all the same, whether you're the worst team in the league or the third worst team in the league. So we have to finish with a bottom three record. Now, assuming we do – this we have the worst record in the league the odds are there's a 60 percent chance we will still give away the pick because that's the lottery odds we have a 60 percent chance to fall out of the top three even if we finish with the worst record so that means we have to have a bottom three record and we have to that would give us a 40 percent chance that's the best it. we can do worse than a coin flip but still you know you still want those best. We got to aim for it yeah. because it's the only chance. I mean, yeah. it is, I think it is important that we finish with a bottom three record because you, you have got, to put yourself in that best position. Exactly, and even though, like I'm saying, it's gone, it's not ours. I, w- I am rooting for us to finish the bottom three record. So we don't need the worst record. It looks like Houston's already passed us. They have a worse record than us. Well, this is the projected. Oh, okay, this projections. Five thirty. It's projections for where the, every team will fall. But uh, yeah, we wanted to. Um, you know, we'll do this segment here, and then we'll you know we'll update it here in a few weeks. But we wanted to kind of outline the teams who are going to be in the race this year. Right? And There's a race every year. Shout out to the name Degrade for Cade. That is Cade Cunningham. Cunningham. He yep. plays for the Oklahoma State, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yep. And and yeah, we're not big college basketball guys, but Oklahoma, there seems to be Oklahoma a big State. three. There's uh, Mobley and there's Suggs okay. and there's Cade Cunningham. We pick Cade. He seems to be the one that most people are interested in drafting. But it's one of those years where Riggin for Wiggins and Play Sorry for Jabari are both out there because <laughs> there's not a consensus number one. There's a consensus kind of top three. So All right. We have these seven teams, uh, and I think uh, these are listed in order uh, of, of sort of you know likelihood at, at kind of having the worst record in descending order, Oklahoma City, they already have 20 wins, but they have to be counted here. You know, they're shutting guys down. Uh, they have the, the most G League roster in the league. Somehow they keep winning. <laughs> so thankfully they keep winning, but they have to be in this because they, they got to be trying to, to tank here. I mean, uh, they are. We've yes. seen it. They're yeah, shutting yeah. down everyone who's played an yeah, NBA game yeah. before. Shea's, Shea's shut down here. Uh, he, I think he has legit injury, But they're, they're but, like yeah. the opposite of the Wolves, where the Wolves could have good players. Like I was watching the Wolves the other night, and I was wondering, I would like to see this Wolves with like all-star caliber talent just to see if they could break the losing malaise that's yeah. over this franchise because I wonder if the Wolves are so cursed to lose that even if LeBron came here he wouldn't be able to beat the magic you know <laughs> yeah, and, right. and the Oklahoma City Thunder are a little bit different they've yeah. been blowing up their team for years and yet they are still always respectable regardless so yes yes okay then we have Washington has 17 wins Orlando has 17 wins, Cleveland has 16 wins, Detroit 13, Houston 13, and the Wolves with 12. And so, yeah, those are the teams right there. Those are all the bad teams that really have no, you know, no idea at all that they can make make the playoffs again with this tenth seed and ninth seed happening. There's a whole lot of other teams this year, you know, kind of like the Bulls, yeah. like the Kings, uh, Pelicans, Spurs. All these teams think that they can be up in there, so they're not going to be tanking necessarily. They're not going to be trying to lose like the rest of these teams are. So we have these seventeen, uh, these seven teams, and the Wolves are in the best position right now, right? They have the worst record in the league. They got the twelve losses. 
But, you know, they're kind of, unfortunately for this discussion, they're coming together right now, right? They're going two and two every week, like we're saying. Playing the they best got basketball Ru- of the year. Beasley came back. They got Russell, Russell coming, coming back. back. Like, it's kind of, you know, we got we got Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels playing their best ball this season. So, you know, this, it's, it's kind of scary here. But at the same time, like you mentioned earlier, Scott, the Wolves don't just need to hang on to the the, the, the bottom spot. They just got to make sure they're in the in the bottom three. Right. Because all those teams have the same odds, that 40%. So that's really the thing. And so that's kind of a saving grace for the Wolves here because I would doubt if they finish with the worst record in the league. Um, it seems you know, like Houston's going to get that spot. I think like Houston's going to get there. They've been playing worse lately. They have the easy, I mean, they have the toughest schedule remaining. They okay, have the most yeah. difficult you schedule the in the numbers, NBA. Yeah, from Tankathon, you have the, the schedule The good um, news toughness. is you listed seven teams. Neil, of those seven teams, Houston's the only one with a tougher remaining schedule than right, us. Right, right, right. Other than that, you know, Detroit's got the 14th toughest uh, remaining schedule. Cleveland's got the 24th toughest. Orlando's 16th. Washington actually has the easiest schedule remaining. They're 30th. Yeah, they're going to get some more wins. And Oklahoma City have our n- ninth. So I could see Oklahoma City, you know, losing because the Timberwolves are at seventh. Oklahoma City's at ninth. But once again, Oklahoma City already has seven more wins than us. You know, yeah, I think most people would say Houston, uh, Minnesota, and Detroit. You know, they, they have the three worst records right now. They're they're the favorites to remain the three worst records. Yeah. But I'm worried about I'm worried about Orlando, and I'm worried about Cleveland here because both of those teams traded their best players or let go of their best players. Right? Uh, Cleveland Drummond is is out there. Uh, he's out of there. Kevin Love is still on the bench with the injuries and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and the Magic fire sale. You know, traded Gordon, traded Vooch. Uh, traded Fournier, Fultz is out, <laughs> yeah. Isaac is out. They they are their cover. Orlando is Orlando's a little bit more worrying. Cleveland has a very easy schedule. They have the sixth easiest schedule remaining, and they have some gun, young guns who don't you know who aren't going to lay down. Like Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. These guys are still going to try and win every Nance, game. Nance has been their second best player this right, year, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so they still have enough guys. And plus, remember at the end of the year, these guys are all playing each other. So Cleveland's going to be playing Detroit probably a few more times and stuff like that. Yeah. So. The Wolves have three more games against these bottom seven. They have one game against Houston, one game against Detroit, and one game against Orlando. So those are must loses for the Wolves. Right. I mean, they have to get one of these bottom three spots. And again, even though it's it's unlikely that they'll even stay in the top three after the lottery, they have to get they have to put themselves in that position to do that. It's Especially just when so you consider like honestly, like it would be really hard for us to get fall out at that point. Like, yeah, because I mean, even if we, you know. <laughs> How many games do we have remaining, y'all? 24. 24. So even if we continued to do the impossible and kept playing 500, despite us having one of the tougher remaining schedules in the league, we're the seventh toughest remaining schedule, if somehow we beat all the odds and play 500, that means what? We have 12 more wins yeah. in us? That's that's too many, though. But That yeah. brings us to 24 wins. That means that Cleveland can't win another... Uh, does it bring us to 24 wins? Cleveland is is five Six. games better than us right yeah. now. So, so I, I just think it's very unlikely thus to fall out of the top or the bottom three. It weeks. is. It is. But there's a lot of teams coming for it right now. Right. So, <laughs> so we that's watch what out. this is about. This is about us keeping you updated or just keeping it, eyes on the race. You know, It's also about who, knowing who to root against and be, or, or really oh, yeah. root for, root for them to win. Right. You want to see wins from Orlando and Cleveland. Those are the two teams I feel like could challenge us for that. I forget what year three. it was, but there was a year when we were really tanking to the bottom. Bottom with the Knicks, and the Knicks were so stupid, and they won like two games in the last week. I was yeah, like, "You right. suck, 
Packers. Yeah, that was two you or three. Losers. I think it was the Towns year, actually. It might have been. I think so. it was, yeah. I'm just saying that, like, that's a very good point, Neil. When you're watching the score tickers at the bottom, you see Houston win a game. You're like, whoa. Yep, that's but also the fun something of like, the race to the bottom. If you were, you know, a fan who was cheering, you know, for, like, let's say Detroit to get the bottom pick, and you were watching that Houston-Minnesota game, and oh. you're like, Houston's way up. They're up by, like, 18 <laughs> in the in the fourth, you know? Yeah. And then you see them losing. You'd be like, no! Yeah. How did they give away that game? Yeah. So. Yeah, there is a lot of fun in rooting against these other teams, or rooting for them, obviously, to get them to win games, you know? Listen, to be at the race to the bottom, it means your season has collapsed on itself. It's bad time. So you have to find these fun ways to make it interesting, right? Yeah, and <laughs> we've been the worst team all season long, so we deserve to have the worst That's record, right. you know? Yeah, we've been through this the longest, so yeah, give it to us. Yeah, nobody knows how to ch- how to cheer for losses better than Wolves fans. Oh, so this yeah. is where we shine. Oh, we got this. With the logistics around the lottery and odds mm. of lottery odds, there's probably no fans franchise that you know fans of a franchise that know it better than Wolves fans yeah we're all over it and uh, we will continue to keep you updated with uh, Decade for Cade what is it it's uh, Degrade for Degrade for Cade everybody so uh, keep checking us out on that and we'll keep you updated All right, next up let's get to Weekly Wolfies now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Alrighty, here we go. Weekly Wolfies. Award time. Scott, you want to go first uh, sure. this week? These what are awards mean? we give out every week. Oh, They're prestigious. Oh, 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 uh, oh. We send them in the mail to the winners. And uh, they could be for whatever reason. That's you know? right. Yeah. So uh, this week, I'm going to give it to our very own. I think I used probably won one before. Dave Benz, everybody. Ooh. I know Jim Pete has gotten some before. I'm pretty sure I've given it to Benzy, though. Dave Benz. Because I love, you know, once again, this is a lost season for the Timberwolves. A lot of people tuning out. Mm-hmm. Time, if there was ever time to get weird on the mic, <laughs> this is it. And when it comes to Anthony Edwards and specifically the, <laughs> yes. the insects of ants, uh, let's just say Dave Benz is really getting creative. And a chance for an ant one. <laughs> Did you just say Ant One? I did say Ant One. <laughs> he's reading like a biology book. He's he's learning about like the facts of ant life, you know, so he can want drop them. Last night was my favorite one against the Knicks. Uh, ant ru- steals the ball, runs down the court, and you know, I think he jams it. Maybe he does yes, the layout. Yes, he did. Yeah. And uh, Dave Ben says, "Ants have compound eyes." <laughs> Just, just ready loaded that one up just giving some ant facts out now and seeing if you can tie it in and being like an ant saw that you know so ants have complex I eyes think or did, compound eyes I don't eyes. know if it was like an excitement call like that but I think at one point he did another one talking about like how ants can like lift a lot of weight or okay, something like yeah, that okay yeah yeah right? there was one there was who, another one where he used a physical <laughs> characteristic yeah. of ants the insect to make a call about ants and like ant one can stick around that's something that can keep going that's forward. a classic already yeah. and he's so, been can keep up with it exactly you know, so like, one. what better time to workshop ideas and get weird than right now and so i love benzy for giving it a try you know i think that's one of his more endearing features and so keep it up dave you know we're big fans of it here let's let's get as weird as we can about like ants and their colonies and the habits and like there's a lot to it like yeah. queen of the colony or yes. whatever i want you know i want ant hill puns i want every kind of ant pun you can come up with like that's a biting ant that's a fire ant <laughs> fire ant yeah. oh i, I oh 
Ants gonna hit three ants threes. On fire. Ants yeah, on fire. Fire, fire ants. ants. Oh, oh, there's okay. so many options, and I completely trust Dave Benz to root those out. So. Yeah, there's a lot of meat on that bone. That's so right. So excited to hear more. Keep it up, Benzie. You're making these games fun to watch. Very nice, good one there. All right, my I'm gonna keep it on the broadcast, Scott. Um, this is one that uh, is sadly going away right now, and I want to uh, give it its proper due. This is something that we have been hearing for a very long time. Uh, long time Timberwolves fans uh, know this very well. Um, I think about uh, co-host Robert Brewer when I hear this music um, because I just looked it up. I pulled this sound drop from uh, uh, from from YouTube and uh, the FSN sports theme, which they use all they used all over the country, is 21 years old. It deba- it debuted in 2000, and here it is right here. You know it all too well. The beginning of the game, going to break, uh, wrapping things up. Mm. It's the classic jam. You can just feel that pre-9-11 sense of hope and optimism in this. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to think about this and just like, where did this music come from? Like, what are they trying to do here? And the only thing I come up with is like, they were trying to do Round Ball Rock. They were trying to do sure. NBC, yeah. um, John Tesh. Because it has that uh, very, you know, it's got strings coming up here. It's, oh, it's got yeah. this strong guitar. Yeah, totally. It's got string like orchestration in it. It's just like kind of like a rock band with the horn hits. Yeah. So that's really the only thing you can think of. Because, again, year 2000, I'm trying to think, okay, what kind of like musical trends are we going for here? And that's all I could come up with. So I think that that's, I mean, that's known as, like, the best kind of, like, especially sure. for basketball, like, sports theme. And so um, I think they did a good job with this. I definitely got sick of this, though. I was ready for it to be done, you know, ready for it to uh, be retired. I can't believe it lasted that long. Like, how much could something like this cost? Like, I don't know. Like it just how long they used it and stuff was just incredible I, I think to me. We, I want some more facts. I want an oral history of this. I was thinking. Shout that too. out Canis writers. Anyone? Wolf among wolves. Whoever's listening, get on this because I want to know who composed this. Who played that guitar <laughs> solo? And does he still get royalties? Is he like losing his way of life now that he's not going to get these royalties yeah. anymore? I want this basketball. person's name. Like this was Twins baseball, right? Yeah. This is wild yeah, hockey. This is Fox Sports North. This is everything. So. Um, you know, I didn't catch what the new musical intro is for Bally. It sounded very jumbled. Like, I, I don't okay. think they have an identifiable one yet. It sounded okay. really bad to me. So, yeah, this thing just keeps going and going, and we're going to miss it. So, shout out to the old FSN theme. Uh, we had you for a very long time. We got sick of you, and uh, we will miss you, though. But, hey, we have it as a sound drop now, so we can always come back to it. Maybe right. we'll use it in a commercial read or something like oh, that. Oh, we're 10 years away from using it as a ringtone <laughs> and getting nostalgic about it, you know? Uh, It'll be a hipster thing in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, Do you remember it. when? You remember this song, yeah. everybody? Kids react. Throw it on at a party. Yeah, <laughs> kids react videos. <laughs> Man, what is this guitar sound? Oh, no way. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, FSN, shout out to you. Farewell. We didn't we uh we we had you for a very long time and uh now you're gone and hopefully we get a, a equally as uh timeless theme. It's just from always Bally. been around. I didn't even know it was gone. It's just been such a fact in my life. I never thought about it coming or going, you know, like 20 years of that wow. song. Well, salute. You know, <laughs> that was a very good send-off if that's the last time we hear it. Absolutely. Congratulations to our uh Wolfie Award winners. This week, uh, but yes, we're nearing the end of the show, but it's not over yet. Don't don't close your app app quite yet. Don't press pause or stop right now. We're wrapping this thing up with a trivia game. Scott has prepared it for us, and uh, take it away, Scott. What we're doing? All right, absolutely. What do we have for? So this the question game? on everyone's mind this whole oh. week. Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. Oh. I mean, two great rookies, you know, kind of apart in disposition. Yes, you know, they used yes, to have yes. their things to do well. I love mm-hmm. Jim Pete was 
chewing out the Twitter haters because he said he Jaden looks like Scottie Pippen. I didn't say he is Scottie Pippen. But, yes, you know he's got yes. he's got that Scottie frame. But what's the question? So the question is, Neil, Jaden or Ant? Okay, this Jayden is a would you rather game. I'm going to give you a scenario, and you're going to tell me would you rather have Jaden or Ant? In oh, that so it's opinion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, there are right and wrong answers, but it okay. is. But it's not like it is who subjective. Scored it's not this objective. Amount Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Neil. First question. You have to make a three-point shot. You pass it to one person. You have to make that shot. Do you pass it to Ant or Jaden? Ooh, that's kind of good. I mean, we know uh, we know who is the better percentage, but maybe there's an argument for Ant being more of like the you know clutch alpha type player. But no, no, no. For me, I'm the coach. I'm going with the numbers. I'm going with I'm going with the guy who I've seen over these last few weeks hit like half of his threes. Um, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go, Jaden, on this one. I'm going to give it to you because of how I phrased the question. Okay. I, I, I said, who would you pass it to? I think if it's a catch-and-shoot thing, I definitely want it to be Jaden. Yeah. If it's the, you're rolling the ball he up the court. He can't create his own shot. Yeah, yeah, he can't create his own shot. So yeah. if you just need someone to get you a three, I guess yeah. I'd pick Ants. But the way I phrased it made it sound like a catch-and-shoot. Yeah. All right. It's a late-game situation, one-on-one. You have to stop somebody. Who do you want to be your defensive stopper? Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I feel like this one's a little bit easier. Ant has, has uh, you know, has not shown any defensive ability <laughs> this year, really. I mean, he's... I I guess he's a big body. He's pretty athletic. I think he could grow into a serviceable defensive player, but uh, he's a little better one-on-one than he is off-ball. You know, he just totally loses his man every single night um, off-ball. But uh, still, this has to be Jaden. We 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 uh, you know talked about his virtues, long arms, ability to stay with guys. He just knows when to jump. So many blocks. So I got to think this is Jaden, right? This is one of the easier ones. Nervous, you'd right. have this some other of, sort of. This is one of the easier ones. <laughs> you want to stop? You go to jadenmcdaniels.com. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up. It's homepage. That's right. All right, Neil. Uh, you need to put a star on top of your Christmas tree. Who would you rather have do it, Anthony Edwards or Jaden McDaniels? Ooh, interesting. I mean, I think Jaden is taller. He's definitely got those arms, but I gotta think that. Uh, you know, that Ant, you know, he's probably close in size. I mean, Ant's, what, like 6'5", maybe Jaden's like 6'8", something like that. So, um, you know, there's the height difference right there. But I got to think that, you know, Ant probably has a better vertical. And if any sort of jumping is needed for this, um, you know, I think I think that might be the way to go. So I'll go with, uh, I'll switch it up here and go with Ant for this one. That is correct. Wow. Jaden might be able to reach it without jumping, but wouldn't it be cooler to see Ant jump and put the star on yeah, top of your Christmas tree? Yeah, dunk it up there. Yeah, Come on. Let's go. It's a memorable Christmas. Yeah, just hang in the air and just body the tree and just get it up there. Yeah, be a poster, you know? <laughs> Christmas poster, That's yes. what I'm saying. So absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Neil, who would you rather have as a member of your fantasy football league? Oh, wow. Wow. Like, uh, okay, this is interesting. Not not someone to, like, play football, but someone to be in your league. You're playing against them. That's right. Someone that you want to have fun with. Uh, you know, maybe some trash talk uh, in the app. Maybe some, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, Edwards is very connected to football this year. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, grew up playing the game and stuff. I'm sure maybe Jaden did, too. So I'm not sure who would know more about the game. But who, who seems more fun? I mean, Ant seems more more the fun-loving guy, right? He would have more, like, funny things to say after every week if you had, like, a, you know, again, like a chat situation or kind of like a trash talk type of thing. I'd want Ant to be in there. It just seems like it's more fun and more, like, jovial and more just like he'd, he'd, keep it, he'd just keep it more entertaining for you. So let me go Ant on this one, please. So 
one could have wow. kind of gone either way. I agree with the fun aspect. Yeah. I do think we're underrating Jaden's trash talk abilities. That could be fun. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I worry about with Ant is that he seems like he's less disciplined. He might forget to set his lineups. <laughs> he, he might right. be a guy who has like an Ill, eligible receiver in one of the slots or something. But like, that could be good if you want. If he's in your league, then you're just beating him, right? Because he, he's a slack. I'd rather have everyone be attentive. Me too. In the Me too. I play yes. But I agree. I think the comedy, the, the aspect of comedy, which is really why you're in a fantasy league, is having fun and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I agree. Ant is a good answer there. All right, Neil. Who would you rather have as your partner in Guts, the Nickelodeon oh game show? Oh, my gosh. Do, 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 do you have it? Um, who? Wow. Guts. Yeah, lots of... Uh, it's Mary, basically, if you don't know, it's like American Gladiators for kids. Nickelodeon 90s game show. Lots of physical challenges. Um, basically, all physical challenges. There's no there was no trivia in that one. Um, but, wow, this is a great question. Um, let's see. Yeah, you had to do a lot of, like, upper body stuff. You had to like swing from stuff. You had to climb things. You had to like shoot archery. You had to shoot like a Nerf bow and arrow sometimes. So, wow. I mean, Anthony Edwards has to be one of the best athletes in the whole NBA, potentially. Um, so, and again, I think he would just be more into it. It's hard to know right now who's the more competitive guy. I've heard rumblings that could be actually beat Jaden McDaniels, despite yep. his kind of sleepy appearance. But uh, I'll go Ant again here because I just think he's the most athletic and the mo- has better upper body strength. So let's do that. I think this is the correct answer. There are some games where it's like you have to jump down with a bungee on your back and reach stuff that I <laughs> yeah. think Jaden would be better at. Or basketball. Right, he'd be a little better at that. But there was one challenge that was consistent on every episode where there's an obstacle course and you have to jump into this jungle gym with wires and oh, yeah. work your way through it. I, I fear for Jaden McDaniel getting it all twisted yeah, in there. Yeah, get tangled so. in his arms. I do think answer one. But the follow-up question. Who would you rather have be your partner in Legends of the Hidden Temple? Oh, another Nickelodeon game show. Oh, wow. That one is interesting because, yeah, still physical challenges, but definitely more sort of chance, a little bit more sort of uh, you do need uh, listening skills and smarts in this one, too. Wow, this one's really, really hard, but um, I'll just switch it up and go the other way with it. Let's go Jaden, please. I agree. I, I think why, that Jaden's got that slim frame. These are children trying to fit through the uh, the hidden temple at the, the temple end. Temple guards, yeah. I and think, I think, yeah. like you know, I could just see Anthony Edwards being brash and headstrong and running right into a temple guard. You know, that's true. Getting stolen. You know, yes. so and he thinks he could like tackle them or something, but that's against the rules. That's right. <laughs> All right, Neil. Who would you rather have catch you during a trust fall, Ant or Jaden McDaniel? I want to. I want to feel the the you know the loving arms of uh, Jaden McDaniels. You know. Those, those long arms. I, you know, I'm a tall guy. You know, I need someone who can, uh, you know, can really trust uh, to, to hold up with some strength. And uh, you know, again, uh, Jaden's kind of a string bean, so maybe he's the less strong of the two. But those arms, they just go on forever. So I gotta feel like uh, I'd be more safe with uh, Jaden McDaniel's trust fall. Oh man, the streak is broken. I just, I'm not sure. And maybe it's different for you. I think I'm a little heavier than you, um, mm-hmm. but. So maybe you are a little bit more confident in this. Yeah. I'm not confident uh, that uh, Jaden could catch my weight. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a slim frame. Yeah, you, you might know? just knock him over. He's 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 defending people with skill and not with strength. Yeah. And so like, yeah. I don't want to hurt Jaden. You know, those arms are pretty thin. So I I will fall into the muscly yeah. arms. He's kind Edwards. of fragile. He's not going to drop me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. True. He might he he'll make the joke where he pretends to drop me. Well, well, yeah. 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 Don't worry, I got you. But man. it's just for I got a laugh. you, man. Yeah, I got you, dog. He'd say that. All right, let's just do two more. Okay. I have like fifty more so we'll put them on instagram we've got so many good ones let's go but i feel like uh we should just finish it up so let's go two more who would you rather watch compete on survivor the reality tv show 
wow, this is your wheelhouse. I don't I know love anything Survivor. about Survivor. These three last ones have kind of been the same thing, where it's all, but the, you know, now we're even getting into more sort of strategy. Yeah, it's you more know. of a, there's a reality TV aspect yeah. to it. It's not the game show. And all, it's, it's, you know. uh, it's, it's all the, you know, the um, teaming up and strategy, the alliances. The alliance making, yeah. Yeah, so, and again, I don't know, I think Ant's, uh, what we know about his personality works to his advantage here. I mean, maybe you can tell me otherwise uh, after I'm right or wrong, but I just feel like, you know, the, the energy, the, the sort of shine you get from Anthony Edwards, he'd be making friends fast, and I don't know, I guess you, you need to make friends, I would imagine, but you also don't need, you, you can be too naive, too, so right. maybe he's a little too naive, and he would just make too many friends, and he would just get voted out right away, um, but I think I'll go with Ant here, I think he's got the, yeah, the better physical abilities, and then I think his uh, personality would carry him through uh, some of the other parts of the game. I think this is the correct answer because it's who would you rather watch, not who would necessarily do better. True. Ant's got that overconfidence, and he's built like a brick house. Yeah, yeah. Any athletic threats are always targets early on, like, we can't beat this guy in the end, let's get him out now. Also, anyone who's popular with everyone, everyone loves him, we gotta get him out now. And anyone who's overconfident, overconfidence is the number one sin in Survivor. It will always be your downfall. So I, I don't think he would last very long. But he would be more fun to watch just for, like you said, gregarious, outgoing guy. But also because I think Jaden McDaniel, while maybe a better strategist and be better at playing the game, one of the issues with Survivor is you watch these people waste away over 30 days. And people who come in that skinny are not going to be able to physically make it. You get miserable watching them by around 10, 12 days in. When you're just watching them and they're barely being able to stand up, skinny people you always feel so bad for. So he might do better, but it would be tougher to watch. So Ant, I think, is the correct answer about who would you rather watch. Nice. And our final question, Neil, you have to keep a secret. Who would you rather trust with a secret, Ant or or Jaden? Ooh, again, uh, we're kind of going back to a lot of the same themes, but I'm going to take Jaden here just because... You know he is. Uh, you know he's not. He's not running his mouth so much. I feel like we got a new uh, ant quote every single day right now, which is great. It's fun. We're gonna grab drop drops of all of those. We'll be having them for a long time. Don't get me wrong. I like that. But in the secret keeping game, um, I'm gonna want someone who is uh, a little more tight lipped. Someone who's a little keeps themselves a little bit. So uh, I think this one has to be Jaden. You nailed it. Like I said, everyone, we got a lot there of other go. fun ones. Who would you rather have as a brother-in-law? Who would you rather build a house with for habitat oh my for gosh. humanity? Who would you rather have on your side in a fight? We got a lot of other good ones. We'll put them on Instagram. Follow us at WolvesCastPod over the next week. We'll nice. drop them in the stories, and we'll see what uh, you think about this. Because who would you rather, you know, go to a Twins game with? Yeah, lots of options right there. Who would good you times. ever have as a laser tag partner or a laser tag opponent? Could be different answers. Yeah. All so. right. There we go. Thanks for the game, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast this week. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're rounding out uh, the season. we got about seven weeks left, so still, still plenty of time, you you know we're in the we're in the final uh, quarter, I guess, of the season. But uh, you know we'll be here with you every single week, and uh, we also have a uh, Twins baseball going. Scott, unfortunately, the Twins lost their home opener, but um, uh, I know you're excited well, to, to be, have the to game be fair, back. It was the road opener. The road, sorry, yes, home the season opener, opener is next Thursday. Season opener, and um, yeah, hopefully for the home opener we get some uh, we get some first pitches. We get some Timberwolves first pitches. Let's it's got to go. happen. Ants it's have to happen. do it. We have to see they, it. Thankfully, there the kids will be in town through May, and so okay. the Twins kids set something up in May. I They'll find it. a good homestand. I bet you that homestand we were talking about uh, in mid-April, starting on April yeah. 11th, where it's like we play uh, the Warriors and the Nets uh-huh. and 
the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I bet during that and the Heat, that during that week they're at home all week. It. If the Twins are in town, it seems like a natural fit uh, to get some of them. Wait. It's been so long. I don't know we who I'm more excited year, about, so. Ant or Jaden. They're both going to get one. I think they should. They, it doesn't have to be the first series or whatever. Right? Just yeah, roll they'll them both get one, and, yeah. and maybe they'll, you know, like Nas has never had the chance. So. Chris Finch. Chris Finch could definitely do one. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau threw one out. So. <laughs> That's right. Let's go. Let's do it. That'd I love be so it. fun. Um, but yes, uh, that does it for Wolves Cast. Appreciate everybody listening. Tell your uh, tell your friends about Wolves Cast. Please recommend our show to them. That would help us out a lot. And uh, yeah, head over to Instagram. Check out the bonus trivia questions. We'll get those up for you. And uh, we'll see what you think about those. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week for another episode of Wolves Cast. Uh, I got a whole lot of gears in me, man. And, and uh, the, the ones that y'all seen today, that's not it. That's just That's just a little bit of it.